What's up, Boom Team? Welcome back to the podcast, Season 2, Episode 10. I hope you guys are having a great day, week, night, whatever you guys are doing, whenever you guys are listening. Um, I hope you're having a good time doing it, whether you're working, uh, you know, maybe cleaning up the house, maybe you're just going for a walk, going for a run, whatever you're doing. Um, I hope you're having a good time, and I hope your day is going well. Um, I got a couple of topics I wanted to touch on this week in the NFL, and um, I also wanted to go over um, the my games of last week really quick. Uh, currently, my 2021 season record is 110 and 68. Um, I've been slacking a little bit lately. I just haven't been uh, haven't been getting my games right. Um, especially this past week, I uh, I got the Lions game, the Cowboys game, the Texans game, Eagles game, Jags, Chargers, and uh, the Vikings game all wrong. Um, I had a great week in fantasy though, so I, I had something to make up for it. Um, but yeah, I took the I took the Texans over the Jets because you know I thought the Jets are just so horrible right now, and they were playing Zach Wilson. Um, even though Zach Wilson's still injured, you could, you could like clearly see that uh, his knee is still bothering him. So um, I, I didn't really take take a, a lot of confidence in Zach Wilson in the Jets. Um, but the Texans are just worse than them. Um, so, and I got that one wrong. Uh, the Eagles and the Giants. Eagles had an awful day. Um, the Giants' defense just had their way with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles' offense. Um, and the Eagles just weren't allowed anything by the Giants, um, which is good for, for New York. But uh, Daniel Jones is ruled out this week with an injury. Um, so even though, you know, they got the win, things are just still getting worse in New York. Um, I got the Jaguars game wrong over the Falcons. Um, I really thought that the Jags might have been able to pull this one out. I haven't watched this one yet. Um, I'm going to pretty soon. Um, but I've been, I was avoiding watching it cause it's, uh, it's two not great teams. Um, but yeah, I got the Jags one wrong. I had, I had faith in them, but they didn't pull through. Um, I had the Chargers over the Broncos wrong. Uh, this was another case of a defense absolutely dominating another uh, high-powered offense, and the Broncos' defense is um, sneakily good against those high-powered offense like or high-powered offenses like Dallas, like the like uh, Los Angeles. Um, and yeah, I was I was very disappointed in the Chargers when they uh, lost that one, which uh, we'll talk about the Chargers in a little while. Um, and then I also got the Vikings game. Uh, I got that one wrong against the 49ers. Um, I had the Vikings beating them, um, and it just didn't happen. Uh, I was pretty sad to hear that or to see that, but you know it's whatever. Debo Samuel had uh, good fantasy points for me, and so did Elijah Mitchell, so I was all right with that. <laughs> um, let's hop into our power rankings first. Let's switch it up this week. All right, at number thirty-two, um, they're going to remain here until they win a game. It's the Lions. Uh, I don't think it's much of a surprise. It's been many weeks now. I had the Lions up at like twenty-nine for a while, uh, but then you know they they couldn't pull off a win at all, um, so I had to I had to drop them down to thirty-two. Um, and keep them there until they win a game, and it's it, it, hopefully it's coming. Um, but it's not. But it hasn't happened just yet. Thirty-one, I got the Texans. Thirty, I got the Jets. Twenty-nine, I have the Jaguars. Twenty-eight, I have the Falcons. Twenty-seven, I have the Seahawks. Uh, the Seahawks are going to be dropping here pretty soon. Um, the game against Washington, which I'll touch on, was very disappointing. Um, the offense is not doing great, and uh, the Seahawks are going to be dropping here pretty soon. Um, just out of sheer disappointment. Uh, 26, I have the Giants. 25, I have the Panthers. Um, we're going to talk about the Panthers right now, actually, because uh, the Panthers are one of my topics um, that I was going to touch on at the beginning of the episode, but then I kind of switched it up. And, um, yeah, the Panthers, they're, they're going downhill. Um, the defense is, you know, holding up pretty decent. You know, they're, they're not enough to keep you in a game, but they're, if you have a, an offense that is competent and that can uh, complement you, just like they did in the first couple weeks, um, then they, we, they would be a, a super high-caliber team, um, but the offense cannot. 
Um, once again, everybody was freaking out about Cam Newton and how Cam was going to be, you know, coming back against the the Dolphins and all that. And it just, I, I didn't, I didn't buy it at all. Um, Cam Newton had a just a terrible, terrible game against the Dolphins. They ended up playing uh, PJ Walker anyway. They had him, they sat Cam, um, and the, the guy just can't play anymore. I don't know what it is. Um, I don't know if it's just the bad decision making on the throws. I don't know if he just he's just gotten figured out by uh, defenses and uh, and opposing co- uh, coaches. But it's just not happening for Cam anymore. Um, and I don't know why. Like everybody freaked out when they were like, "Oh my God, Cam's coming back!" Like this was some you know WWE you know return to to superstardom. Is that's not what this was. Um, and you know they thought he was going to be like be their savior. And they, you know they had a great game against uh, Arizona when he first came back. Um, but you know, that was also against an Arizona team playing uh, that was, you know, Colt McCoy was your starting quarterback and Cam Newton wasn't even the starting quarterback for the Panthers that game. So his first game as a Panther, or first game as a Panther starter, they lose to Washington. And then the second game as a Panther starter, he gets sat, you know, and everybody's, you know, just a bunch of time was wasted hyping up Cam when we should have seen all along right in front of our faces that he was not going to be good. Um, and then on top of that, Christian McCaffrey's out for the season again. Um, I would never go for this guy in your fantasy team ever again. Um, I know he's always seems like a great pick. It's, you know, you always hear the reports like, oh, Christian McCaffrey, you know, his whatever the hell this injury is, you know, he's had 800 of them. Um, this, you know, hip injury is, you know, fine. It's feeling better and it's stronger than ever. And then he goes four weeks and he's hurt again. You know, don't take this guy in your fantasy leagues anymore. Um, CMC, great running back when he is available and he can play, um, but he doesn't play enough. Um, I still see a lot of people saying, oh, he's still the best running back in the NFL. No, he's not. Um, you have to, in order to be one of, like considered the best, you have to be available. Derrick Henry was hurt for uh, the first time that I can remember, and he has been there week in and week out, and he um, had put up a lot of, a lot of yards. He put up uh, over 1,000 before half the team or half the people in the, in the rushing um, – uh, chart or order. Um, he put up a thousand before half of them. He had even hit 700. Uh, and some of them are still just barely breaking 700. Jonathan Taylor just broke a thousand, uh, last week and, or no, it was two weeks ago. And, you know, everybody's still just like, nah, CMC is more versatile back. No, he's not. He's not better than Derrick Henry. Um, I would take Nick Chubb over him for Chubb's durability. I would take Dalvin Cook over him. Even though Dalvin Cook does have his injury woes, he is available a lot more than, than Christian McCaffrey is. Um, I just, I don't trust this guy anymore. I don't trust the Panthers team anymore. Um, I don't know if Christian McCaffrey is going to be sticking with the Panthers anytime soon. Soon. Um, I think the Panthers Panthers are probably going to start tanking here pretty soon um, to maybe get a, a high draft pick and maybe get a new quarterback. Um, or maybe they're going to be a part of the, uh, the Aaron Rodgers scramble that we're going to talk about here in a little while. Um, and... I, I don't know, but the Panthers, they're, they're in a tough spot right now, and that's why they're all the way down at 25, when at one point in the season they were all the way up at uh, number 6. 24, I have the Bears. Uh, 23, I have the Dolphins. 22, I have the Saints. Um, I would drop the Saints down. This was edited before the Thursday night game, which I'll touch on, um, but I'm going to probably drop the Saints down to, um, I would say, probably 20. 23. I'm going to put the Dolphins right above them. I think the Dolphins are playing phenomenal football as of late. Um, Tua is he is not a flashy quarterback, and I feel like that's what a lot of people expect nowadays, especially from the younger quarterbacks, you know, with the likes of Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. You know, those new superstar generational talents have came through. Um, and then you got guys like Tua, and you got guys like Mac Jones who are silently playing very good football. 
Um, Sua had a had a rough start in the season. Um, he was uh, nicknamed Tua Turnover, um, but he's he's definitely turned it around. And the Dolphins have been doing playing fantastic football. The defense has been playing phenomenal. Um, I even picked them up in my fantasy league this week. Um, and yeah, I just I really like the way the Dolphins are playing football, and I I hope they can sneak into a wild card spot. Um, probably not going to happen uh, with how tight the AFC is. I think, um, but we'll see. Uh, Twenty one. I have the Steelers. 20, I have the Browns. Um, actually, I'm going to backtrack to the Steelers. I wanted to t- touch on them today as well. Um, it just came out today as of uh, Saturday, December 4th, that uh, Ben Roethlisberger is planning on this season being the last season uh, with him and the Steelers. Um, I think, you know, the time has come. Um, unfortunately, it, it wasn't. It was pretty ugly, I thought. Um, I think Ben probably should have retired maybe two years ago. Um, right around when uh, Le'Veon Bell uh, left and then Antonio Brown got le- uh, left as well. I just don't think Ben um, by himself can carry the Steelers anymore, and I just don't think he's with the times. Um, I think he's a little bit older now, um, and he's just you just kind of watch him play, and you're just kind of like, man, just be done, please. Like you had, He had a great run. He had a Hall of Fame career easily, uh, two-time Super Bowl champion, um, and, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily love Ben because there's a lot of off the field uh, antics that, you know, has surrounded him in his career for a long time. Um, But Ben is a good player. um, And it's different, like from what I said earlier this year um, about how, you know, I don't really enjoy Ben Roethlisberger when I was touching on like the Deshaun Watson situation. Um, But Ben Roethlisberger ever since then has been pretty quiet. Um, and you know, he's just kind of stuck his nose to the ground and he's uh, come in week in and week out for the Steelers and done what he's had to do. So, um, on the football field, um, I do respect, uh, what Ben Roethlisberger has been able to do, uh, for the Steelers organization. Um, he's going to finish out the season. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's looking like the Steelers are probably going to be the, uh, I think they're going to be the front runners for, uh, Aaron Rodgers If Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay, like, uh, he said he was probably going to, or he didn't say it directly. Um, but there was very, very much, um, how do I say it? Hinting, I guess, um, as to Aaron Rodgers wanting to leave Green Bay, uh, was unhappy with the situation. He got some of the things he wanted. Uh, you know, he got like Randall Cobb and, you know, he still had some other things to comment on with the, the GM and the owner of, uh, Green Bay. But, um, I, I don't believe that Aaron Rodgers is going to stay in, uh, Green Bay anymore. Whether or not he leaves Green Bay, um, or retires um, is a big question mark. Uh, we don't know if he's planning on retiring. Don't know if he's planning on uh, uh, going to a different team. He has said before, um, and this is something that I picked up on, was uh, when the whole COVID situation with Aaron Rodgers was going down, um, uh, he said that like he feels like the next phase of his life is to be a father. Um, and I think that also might have been alluding to that he's thinking about retiring. Um, he's had a phenomenal career, Aaron Rodgers. He's a, he's a Super Bowl champion, uh, three-time MVP. Uh, he's one of the best throwers of the football ever. He's personally my favorite to watch the, to throw the football uh, uh, ever. And um, I've gone back and I've watched guys like uh, Joe Montana, uh, Joe Namath. I've watched a lot of the big names throw throw the football just like on some old uh, videos and whatnot and just tried to see what I can. And nobody see, makes it look more effortless and um, more you know precise. You nobody fits the football in such a small hole. Uh, small time window um, that I think Aaron Rodgers does. I, he's my personal favorite all-time quarterback to watch. Um, I wouldn't say he's the best ever, um, but you know some people do argue that. But I'll probably never enter that argument. Um, 
on a like serious note. I know some people get real serious about that, um, but he's my personal favorite all time to uh, to watch uh, play football. Even when he beats my Cowboys in the divisional round, every fucking time they play. But um, yeah, so I think the Steelers are going to be in uh, the position to maybe sign Rodgers. That's if he doesn't retire. Um, uh, just because there's going to be a, a, a open spot. Um, there's a good defensive core there um, in, De- in, uh, in Pittsburgh. They're a little bit beat up right now, and um, the Pittsburgh is not playing to their full potential. But I think if uh, Aaron Rodgers wants to go anywhere, it's got to be somewhere with a, a coach like Mike Tomlin, who's a very well-respected and a well-thought-out coach, who I think is going to have his first losing season ever this year but um I think if there was anywhere to go I think it would be a place like Pittsburgh where you have a it's an established team you have a great fan base well I mean some people don't like Steelers fans but you have fan base who are loyal who are very into it um and and love the team and then you got like I said Mike Tomlin a Hall of Fame coach in my eyes um and yeah I just don't I don't really see a ton of other places for Rodgers to go um that would be more fitting for somebody late in his career kind of like when Brady left Tampa or left New England to go to Tampa he went to a place that was ready to go for a Super Bowl run not a place that was you know gonna be ready in three years he went somewhere that they were gonna be ready right now uh 20 I have the Browns um I wanted to comment on Baker Mayfield um I and a couple other people as well but Baker in specific um is Baker's been playing through an injury and I (laughs) I gotta say the guy is tough as hell uh the Browns have been playing through a lot of injuries this year, um, a lot of just bullshit too with Odell Beckham Jr. Um, going down, and um, I just don't really, I don't really see the Browns finishing out this season very um, or particularly great. Um, but we'll see what happens next. They're coming off a bye, so that'll be nice uh, to see the Browns after a while. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to comment on how I and I, I also heard this er, uh, earlier today as well is that a lot of the NFL players like Ezekiel Elliott and uh, Baker Mayfield are playing through injuries, um, and that's not something that you really want to do, um, especially if you're an NFL owner or coach. Is uh, you don't want to take a player that's hurt and then make them play more, if that makes sense, you know. Um, and sorry, I didn't. The Browns were not on a bye. That was um, I was thinking ahead to to this current week, but um, yeah, I just wanted to comment on how uh, Baker Mayfield's been playing through his injury, and um, even though he, you know, has his shoulder pretty much strapped to his chest, um, he's been playing some decent football, I think. Um, next up is Washington football team uh, in 19, 18, the Eagles, uh, 17, the Broncos, 16, the Ra- uh, Raiders, 15, the Vikings, 14, the 49ers, um, who have made some phenomenal strides this season um, with Debo Samuel really coming into his own. Um, I've always said about how I've always enjoyed watching Debo Samuel. Um and especially in his rookie year, and he's really come into it. George Kittle is one player on the uh, on the 49ers that I wish would produce a little bit more. Um, but you know, there's they just have so much talent on that offense now. You got Brandon Ayuk, you got Debo, you got Elijah Mitchell, you got George Kittle himself. Um, but with Debo Samuel being out this week with a uh, groin injury, uh, George Kittle's probably going to see the the ball a little bit more. So expect a, he would be definitely a, a start in my eyes in fantasy. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, the Niners have just been playing great football offensively. Jimmy Garoppolo has been fantastic this year um, in this past five-game stretch. He's just been uh, throwing the ball phenomenally. His completion percentage is through the roof. Um, he's definitely one of the top quarterbacks in my eyes right now um, just in the past couple of weeks because he's just been playing safe football, I feel. And they pulled out some pretty decent wins against um, a team like the Rams and a possible wildcard team uh, like the Vikings. Um, and, yeah, it's just it's been fun to watch them. 
13, I have the Chargers. 12, I have the Titans. Uh, the Titans dropped from number one because last week I was just high on the Titans, um, but I was fa- I failed to, to realize how injured they were uh, beyond Derrick Henry. Um, but I also I felt like I didn't really give them enough love throughout the season um, that they deserved, even with Derrick Henry. So I had to just put them up there uh, once in the power, power rankings at number one. Uh, 11, I have the Bengals. 10, I have the Bills. 9, I have the Cowboys. 8, I have the Ravens. 7, I have the Colts. 6, I have the Chiefs. 5, I have the Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals are only at number 5 because we haven't seen Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins play in about three weeks' time. Um, they've been able to pull off a couple wins in that time, um, but I'm, I'm really excited to watch them come back this week. I believe they're on the 11 o'clock game. Yeah, they're, they're one of the first games on the list this week um, against the Bears, and I'm going to be chat, uh, chatting on that a little bit later. Um, but I'm really excited to see this Cardinals team come back in full uh, power, too. Uh, number four, I got the Rams. Three, I have the Buccaneers. Number two, I'm giving them their respect, even though they're not number one, but I'm giving them their respect anyway, is uh, New England Patriots. Uh, the Pats have made phenomenal strides this season. I remember in week one, I had them at 17. I was in, They were in the lower half, and they made their all the way to number two. The New England Patriots have been playing phenomenal football. Uh, Mac Jones has been taking care of the ball. He hasn't had it. He had his first rookie game um, a couple weeks ago uh, when he was throwing multiple interceptions in one game. Um, but ever since that, and I call it the rookie game because you know I feel like for some reason, well, it's not for some reason, but like when a rookie quarterback, whenever they play uh, early in the season, uh, most of the time, and sometimes it's for the whole season. In the case of like Zach Wilson, um, is they they end up throwing like four t- or four interceptions in a game and they end up losing and you know everybody's like oh this guy's shit um, and Mac Jones has done that only once he hasn't thrown four interceptions but he's thrown multiple interceptions in one game um, and he's just been playing great football um, a lot of people are starting to paint the Patriots as Super Bowl contenders I don't know about that that much um, it could be a possibility but I think when you start facing better teams like they're going to this week. Um, when they're going to be playing the Bills, when they're going to be playing the the Colts and stuff, just like I talked about last week, um, you're going to see how good these guys really are. And they pulled it off uh, last week against the Titans, but it was a battered Titans team. I'm not making any excuses. It wins a win for New England, um, but you're really going to see on Monday Night Football uh, how good the Patriots really are, and I'm 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 super excited to see them play against the Bills because I think as long as those teams both are at their fullest potential, it's going to be a great game. Number one, I have the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are just playing great football. Um, there's no other way around it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has just been slinging it down the field. His receivers are playing great. The, de- the defense is playing awesome. Aaron Jones was activated for the game last week but really didn't do much. Um, they, they tried to limit him, and they kept A.J. Dillon in the mix, which was nice for, uh, for fantasy owners. Um, and also... You know, AJ Dillon's just a great player. He's you can't underutilize somebody like that because you're gonna lose him. AJ Dillon is uh, for like Dallas uh, is to Tony Pollard. You know, these guys are great athletes. They're strong. They're fast runners, and you just need to give them the ball more, or else you're gonna lose them. And they're too valuable to lose. Next, we're gonna recap the Saints versus Dallas game, and we're gonna go over every game in the upcoming week right after this. All right, welcome back to the second half of the podcast. We're going to be going over the Saints and the Cowboys game this past Thursday, and we're going to be talking about how, you know, it was a great game 
for Taysom Hill, but it was also a horrible game for Taysom Hill. This man, um, for the Saints, he threw 41 passes, uh, only completed 19. That's a horrible completion percentage, if you uh, aren't aware. Um, he ate through for 267 yard, or 264 yards, sorry, uh, two touchdowns, but four interceptions, one of those being a uh, pick six by a Dallas lineman. Um, defensive lineman, that is. Uh, but Taysom Hill showed his um, diversiveness, and uh, he had 11 uh, rushing attempts for 101 rushing yards, which 71 of those came from uh, the second half itself. Um, Taysom Hill was all that the Saints could really offer. Um, Alvin Kamara was out this game. Mark Ingram wasn't really doing much. Uh, you know, guys like Ty Montgomery and Dante Harris, they did what they could. Dante Harris had 96 yards receiving and a touchdown. He had a, he had a fine night, but you know, they're, they're not that quality of a superstar anymore, especially for Mark, uh, sorry, Mark Ingram. Um, it just, it, nothing, nothing really worked out for new Orleans. They, uh, they, they couldn't score more than once in a, in a, in a quarter at all. And they, they had a, a last, like a last second, uh, garbage time touchdown, um, so the real score to this game I see was uh, 27 to 10. Um, but yeah, the Dallas really handled um, the Saints offense pretty easily. I did get this one wrong. I chose against my Cowboys because this game had a, a Dallas loss written all over it for me. It was on the walls. I've been watching this team for years um, and I've seen them lose too many times to broken teams, to struggling teams like the Broncos. Um, they've just been getting manhandled um, and losing games that they should win. And that's just how it is um, being a Dallas uh, fan and just somebody who keeps up with Dallas very closely. That's just how it is. This game had Dallas losing written all over it for me. Um, and I just, you know, I was like, you know what, I'm going to choose against them because I feel like they're going to start slipping and I don't think they're going to be a real Super Bowl contender this year unless they turn it around, which the defensive performance for Dallas was great um, against the Saints offense. But the Saints are one of the most battered teams in the NFL. I think the only team that might be more beaten up than them is the, the Ravens and the Ravens are still pulling it off. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just not great, um, for, for, uh, the Saints at all in this game. Dak Prescott had 40 passing attempts and he completed uh, over 50% of them. Uh, he had 238 passing yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Um, but the real star of the night for Dallas was Tony Pollard. He had seven attempts, or rushing attempts for 71 yards and a touchdown. He averaged uh, 10.1 yards a carry, which is insane. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, he was given a large workload. Not as large as he's seen before. He had 13 rushing attempts, but which which isn't a lot really for a running back. But Zeke Elliott um, usually does get fed a lot more than that. That's why feed Zeke is is the saying. Um, but he only had 45 yards, and he was playing through um, an injury. So it's not really you're you're not really doing yourselves any favors making him play through an injury. Like Mike Mike McCarthy was having talking about how Zeke Elliott was going to have a massive workload this this week against the Saints, and it's not that's not really helping you very much. Um, it, it's just it's just not great for for Ezekiel Elliott, especially with the the long term contract that they have him sign. I'm not sure if you really want to have him playing at all. And you could see him visibly limping, but I don't even think the commentators bothered commenting on it um, because he was limping around. But it was like, yeah, we know he's hurt, but he's still going to play anyway. 
Uh, CeeDee Lamb had a great night. He had seven receptions for 89 yards and uh, no touchdown. Michael Gallup had the only touchdown for Dallas uh, receiving in this game. But it was like toe-tap city for Dallas. Uh, What was it? Michael Gallup had a phenomenal corner, like back corner end zone touchdown uh, reception. And then there was an interception by Curse where he just barely tapped his toes in. Uh, It was all over the place. Trayvon Diggs kept himself in bounds. He he had his interception right on the, the sideline. It was just it was phenomenal showing by the Dallas team, um, staying in bounds and total body control. It was fantastic. Anthony Brown picked up his play. He uh, got no flags on himself this game, and he played phenomenal. Uh, J. Ron Curse, uh, Demonte Kazi, I believe that's how you say it. Uh, Carlos Watkins, which is the Dallas defensive um, defensive. Lineman, sorry, I lost the word, uh, who got the pick six on Taysom Hill and uh, Trayvon Diggs all had interceptions. Demarcus Lawrence was huge in his return game. He had many batted down passes, and he pressured Taysom Hill. He's going to be a really, really big big key to Dallas' success moving forward. Uh, Jordan Lewis did go down um, in the game, but uh, we haven't seen anything saying that he's going to be out anytime soon for Dallas. Um, and it was just a great game, and Micah Parsons is really starting to emerge as a true, not only um, defensive player of the year, like rookie defensive player of the year front runner, but he's starting to, to emerge as a defensive player of the year, like period runner. He, he is a fantastic defensive player for the Dallas Cowboys. He had um, multiple pressures. He had one sack on Taysom Hill. He had uh, two tackles and three assists in this game, which isn't as much as he's had before, but he has just been constantly pressuring the quarterback. He had a tackle for a loss on Taysom Hill, which not many people can do. Not many um, defensive players can chase down Taysom Hill when he's rolling out right or left and um, you know just ch- chase him down and not let him go anywhere because Taysom Hill is, is an athlete and a half. Um, and it, it was just a really great showing by uh, Micah Parsons, and he's been playing phenomenal for Dallas. Um, and moving forward with the Saints, um, it's not really looking great uh, for the Saints at all. Marshawn Lattimore did have an interception, um, and he's been staying productive. Bradley Roby and Marcus Williams had some good plays for the Saints moving forward, but the injuries, I think, are just going to be too much. Even with um, Alvin Kamara in this game, I didn't really see the Saints winning it while I was watching the game. Um, I wasn't really, I was, I was skeptical um, that the Saints were going to uh, be able to pull it off, but I thought I'd run with them anyway just to give it a little bit of spice. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a fun game to watch, even though it was kind of a blowout uh, game once it got towards like the second half because um, Dallas really just had control. Um, Taysom Hill did really provide some entertaining moments for Dallas and. It, it, was, it was a fun game to watch, even though it wasn't really that close. All right, moving on to my Sunday games. I'm going to tell you my picks, and I think we will be heading on out of here after that. Um, Sunday, my first game, I have the Cardinals over the Bears. I really like this Cardinals team. They're healthy now. They're being, they're being put back together, and I do think that they are the best team in football moving forward. Uh, my power rankings are just based off of momentum, really. Um, I, it's not based off of who I think is the best in the NFL. It's just momentum. Um, that's why the Colts are at number seven, even though they just lost to the Buccaneers. You know, I just think it's momentum based. I like, and just to comment on the Colts, uh, I wanted to say earlier is I don't think any team in the AFC wants to really see them uh, in the playoffs because they're they're just a very dangerous team. That's why they're up that high. I just wanted to to touch on that. Um, but back to the Cardinals. The Cardinals are just a very dangerous team, and they're healthy now, which is something that um, 
was, you know, a big concern. You know, were they going to be able to have themselves in a playoff spot in such a tight division um, with the Rams and the 49ers um, picking it up? Even though the Rams have been slacking a little bit, the Niners still pick it up, and the Rams got out to such a great start. Um, but the Cardinals have been put back together. They're a great team. When they were healthy, they were phenomenal, and they were just they were world beaters. You couldn't stop them. So I'm very excited to see them back together. And unfortunately for the Bears, um, I think the Cardinals are going to hand it to them pretty good. Uh, the Bengals and the Chargers. This is my favorite game of the week, and you can't tell me anything else. Maybe the Pats and the Bills, but uh, other than that, um, this, the Bengals and the Chargers is my favorite game of the week. You got your two, you know, young quarterback superstars in uh, uh, Joe Burrow and um, uh, Justin Herbert. They're fantastic quarterbacks. Joe Burrow has been quietly playing or having a great season this year. And Justin Herbert's been up and down, but he's a phenomenal quarterback as well. You got two high-powered offenses against some pretty uh, uh, sorry, uh, hard-hitting defenses, and I'm just I'm really excited to watch this game. I hope I get it on my TV. If not, it's going to be the first thing I watch on Game Pass. Uh, next up, I have the Dolphins and the Giants. I'm taking the Dolphins in this one um, because the Giants are just so injury-ridden right now, and Mike Glennon's uh, at quarterback. And I feel like I say right now for the Giants when they're being injury-ridden, but they have been injury-ridden all season. Um, and I just don't see guys like Kadarius Toney being able to pick up the slack that Mike Glennon's going to be able to to bring down. He's just he, Mike Glennon is not Daniel Jones, and Daniel Jones is a is a very athletic and I think could be a good quarterback if he uh, sticks to it. Um, and doesn't get let go and, you know, no teams pick him up. I think if the more reps that Daniel Jones gets, I think the better he'll get. Um, but right now I think the Dolphins are a better team. They're clicking more offensively, and the defense has um, just been shutting down every offense that they've played in the past couple weeks. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited to see this Dolphins team uh, roll over the Giants. Next up, I have the Colts and the Texans. The Colts had a heartbreaker last week against the the Buccaneers. Um, they came, they started out really, really, really fast against the Buccaneers, and you know you thought, well, holy shit, maybe the Colts are going to pull this one off. Um, but they started to veer away from the uh, from the the rushing atta- attack um, with Jonathan Taylor. They started to use it at first for a while, um, but then the the Buccaneers are one of the best rushing defen- defenses in the NFL, so they kind of had to veer away from it. And Carson Wentz started to play really well. He had two touchdown passes, one of them to T.Y. Hilton, of all people. Um, and then out of nowhere, the Buccaneers started coming back. The Colts started to trip over themselves, get some uh, turnovers and just some dumb turnovers. And then they started to really feed the ball back to Jonathan Taylor. And there was a, a drive where Jonathan Taylor had like 70 yards on just one drive and a touchdown. And um, the Colts pulled themselves back into it. So I think what the Colts need to do is they need to let Carson Wentz play uh, smart football and they need to feed uh, Jonathan Taylor. That's what they need to do. That's how they got their success uh, moving forward. Even though they're a six and six team, I think they're probably the best six and six team in the NFL. Um, if they can just keep the ball not out of Carson Wentz's hands, but if they can just you know keep it in keep it in there only when they need it to, because he can make some great throws. He did this past week. Um, but if they can make the workload you know similar to where they're not over giving Carson Wentz too much time to make a mistake. Excuse me. They could also give the ball to Jonathan Taylor, and he could make a play, which he is very capable of doing. Uh, Next up is going to be the Vikings and the Lions. I'm hoping that the Vikings are going to roll over the Lions in this one. If they don't, and this is the first, like, for some reason, I'm picking the Vikings in this one. But this, this has, you know, a Lions upset win on it for me. I don't know why. Just like, you know, maybe my Dallas one, like, I felt there was going to be a big upset win uh, this past week, and I thought it might have been the Saints over Dallas, just because that seems how 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 it is. 
as a as a sad Cowboys fan. But I, this one, this one's really pulling me towards it. I'm gonna stick with the Vikings, but you know, for some reason, I just really feel like the Lions could pull this one off. Um, with missing uh, DeAndre Swift, uh, Jamal Williams is going to pick up a lot of the workload uh, this week. So if you, any of you fantasy managers are out there and you're struggling at flex or running back or something, um, maybe try picking up uh, Jamal Williams. He might save your season um, or at least save your game. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to take the Vikings in this one. They're just a more high-powered team. They're the better team, so they should win this game. Next up is the Eagles and the Jets. Uh, the Eagles had a very, very upsetting win. Um, against the Giants, or loss against the Giants last week. Sorry, I didn't mean to say win. Um, Jalen Hurts is dealing with a little bit of an ankle injury right now, and uh, Jalen Rager just really dropped the ball last week uh, for the Eagles, so I'm hoping that they'll turn it around and sort of a, a get-right game for the Eagles. Um, there is a possibility that they could fall right off and they could lose to a Jets team that's just about as, you know, in scrambles as they are even though the Eagles are more talented and better coached um I think at least in the head coaching position um uh the Eagles I think are going to go back to their rushing attempts and I think they're just going to stick to what they're good at and uh keep running the ball and uh, maybe try and keep it out of Jalen Hurts uh, hands this week just to avoid more injury uh, I'm going to take the Bucks over the Falcons. This is a pretty easy one to pick. Uh, the Buccaneers are just rolling. Um, they're a phenomenal team. I can't say it how much, um, how many times I've said it, but they're just one of the best teams in the NFL. They're a Super Bowl favorite of mine. Um, they just have it written all over them, and they're starting to get healthier. The uh, pass, passing attack or passing defense for the uh, for the Buccaneers is getting healthier, and that's something you don't want to see because when these Buccaneers are at full power and they're clicking, they are scary. Leonard Fournette had four touchdowns last week against the Colts. Um, it was unfortunate uh, for the Colts, but it was also unfortunate for me because I was playing against Leonard Fournette, and, man, he had 44 fantasy points, and I was like, oh, god damn. But I somehow pulled out the win. Um, but, yeah, this Falcons team I really don't doesn't think uh, holds a candle to these Buccaneers, and it should be a fairly easy win for the for the Bucks. Uh, next up, similar to this Bucks versus Falcons game, I'm going to take the Rams over the Jags. Uh, the Jags, I just don't think, are equipped at all to even step up to this Rams team. And uh, the Rams have had some woes the past couple weeks, and I think they're going to they're going to uh, really beat up beat up on the Jaguars in this game, and just take care of business and just get themselves back on track after losing to the Packers and the 49ers the past couple weeks. Uh, next up is Washington and the Raiders. I'm taking Washington in this one. Um, I really like the football that Washington's been playing this past week, especially against Seattle um, on Monday Night Football. Um, they just had the defense has sneakily gotten better without Chase Young or uh, Demonte Sweat. But um, this is a Raiders team that could, you know, roll over Washington. This is going to be kind of like a measuring stick for Washington. The Raiders are uh, kind of an upper middle of the road team for me, um, and I really think that Washington could show how uh, how much they could get done. Um, but I'm also going to say that uh, Antonio Gibson is going to be the big factor in this one. I think uh, Taylor Heineke is going to struggle a little bit more in this one. Um, I think if they can get Antonio Gibson going and uh, J.D. McKissick going just like they did against Seattle, I think Washington will be just fine. Uh, next up is the 49ers and the Seahawks. I'm never picking the Seahawks again until they win. Um, I have no faith in the Seahawks offense. Um, I really love Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett and uh, the whole offense of Seattle, but they're just not good right now. Um, I think DK is starting to turn into a little bit of a drama queen, um, you know, and they're they're not really clicking on offense right now. Um, DK seemed happier with Geno Smith at quarterback than Russell Wilson, which is an absurd, absurd sentence to say, but it's true. 
Um, and you could see when Russell Wilson, he, he botched, I'm sorry, Russell Wilson botched the, the last second um, two-point conversion to tie the game um, for for Seattle. You know, he was looking for the last second interception, sorry. Um, he had DK Metcalf in the corner open. You know, that's something DK has a right to be angry for that situation, but um, he was complaining to Geno Smith. Um, and I just think there's going to be a lot more drama in Seattle than um, than people are going to be wanting to hear about pretty soon. And it's I don't think it's going to be fun here in Seattle. Um, the 49ers are going to be missing Debo Samuel, who is their best offensive player. Um, Debo's like a running back wide receiver combo. I thought about putting him at flex this past this past week, but I, I put Elijah Mitchell there instead. So it was win win either way. Um, Debo, like I said earlier today, uh, left the game with a groin injury, and he's going to be out this week. Um, but either way, I think this 49ers offense has just been playing very well. They've been gelling well. Um, they don't really have any superstars, um, but they're very they're playing very similarly to when they did in 2019. They're playing good defense, and they're playing uh, good running offense, and they're taking time off the clock, and they're owning the clock management, which I love. So, yeah, 49ers over Seahawks all day. Uh, next up is the Steelers and the Ravens. I'm taking the Ravens in this one. Um, I really I have a hard time picking the Steelers in this game. The Ravens had a very, very bad showing against the Browns on Sunday Night Football this past week. Lamar Jackson had four interceptions thrown. Um, but I really I think they're going to have a sort of a get-right game. Even though they won against the Browns, um, I think Lamar is going to go off for a lot of points this week because um, I think he's going to show that you know you have your bad games every now and then. But Lamar um, is, once again, he's just one of the best there is in the NFL. Next up is the Chiefs and the Broncos on Sunday Night Football. I'm going to take the Chiefs in this one. The Broncos are sneakily good, and they could easily beat up on the Chiefs in this one. The Chiefs have been winning games, but they've been winning them pretty closely, other than the Raider game, which I think they were pretty pretty overmatched like I think they were much better than the Raiders um but this is a division game you know how I feel about them they're they're odd they're weird they're messed up um and this situation right here um just kind of like the Vikings one I think the Broncos could pull it out if potentially but I'm going to run with the Chiefs because it's, it's a smart choice it's the one that you probably should go with um and something interesting that I thought about today, too, is I think Patrick Mahomes, especially after this struggling season, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to start taking up like kind of like the mantle of Aaron Rodgers being, you know, kind of like the bad man situation. I think uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to be starting to, to be known as kind of like the game ender. Like he's going to call game, not you. He's going to call game just like Aaron Rodgers does. Just something to watch out for. Uh, but yeah, Chiefs over Broncos, Sunday night football. And on Monday night, um, probably the game of the week, other than the Chargers and Bengals game, game of the week is the Patriots and the Bills. Patriots who have been rolling this season. Um, I think they're, what, 8-3 and three now. Um, and they've just been playing great football against the Bills, who did just lose their best cornerback in uh, Tredavious White um, for the rest of the season. But the Bills have been playing some pretty good football as well, um, really putting it together. And um, the Bills coming off of a uh, coming off of a, a bye, I think you're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of points in this game, and I'm really excited for this one. I think it's going to be a fantastic shootout. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the Boom Team Podcast, Episode 10, Season 2. We're chugging right along. We're now in double-digit episodes. Um, I love doing this. Thank you guys so much for listening, even if it's just like maybe five or six of you um, that listen at once or whatever. Um, wherever you guys are listening, I really appreciate it. I don't make any money off of this podcast, so it's you know out of sheer fun for this. I really enjoyed uh, doing this. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to bring you guys more. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, follow me on socials. They're going to be uh, in the description 
description of the podcast here. Um, but Instagram is Dakota.nutter. Um, it's all lowercase. And uh, also Instagram is uh, Boom Team Podcast, all lowercase, all one word. Um, the TikTok is the same, Boom Team Podcast, all lowercase, all one word. Uh, Twitter is also Dakota.nutter. So thank you guys so much uh, for tuning in, and I'll see you guys on the flip side.